love, 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 honey, that we have finally entered into a new playground. This is one of the juiciest playgrounds ever that most people spend too much of their energy obsessing over. And there have been some situations, uh, circumstances that have unfolded, I think, for both of us that really made it clear then it's time for us to dive into this new space. So this is all about what show me your abs and I'll lick your face is going to be about. So honey, <laughs> you want to, you want to take it in whatever direction you want to go in. <laughs> now that you said it, I love it. Sounds like we're talking about dogs. <laughs> dogs? <laughs> But no, we're not going to be talking about dogs. <laughs> that, that would be a completely new playground for us. But, yeah. Dog training? I mean, we could go yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> this could be a little similar. But this is all about relationships, Sunny. Tell us, tell us, yes. tell us more. Where do you want to take this? <laughs> yes. It has become very clear to both of us in uh, in the last couple of weeks that yes we, we need to talk about relationships mm -hmm. not just romantic relationship but friendships and mm -hmm. and um relationships with your boss and your or your employees or your co-workers and all that all of the relationships we need to talk about relationships family all of family them. oh yes that's a big one mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're laughing at me because I'm like, mm, mm, mm. I know, I know. If we ever release a video, it's like those of us that study body language, you can see that there's a lot of communication going on between Ula and I. But we're like, okay, this this is what we're ready to share publicly. Yes. <laughs> More on that later. Yes. <laughs> okay. So show me your abs, and I'll lick your face. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I'm not really sure which way, which uh, part to start with that, but uh, <laughs> this is actually um, one of us said this, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> one of us actually <laughs> said this out loud or in a text. Show me your abs, and I'll lick your face. <laughs> 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 Referencing somebody else whose abs we we did want to see. <laughs> And who, we'd, and who we'd be very happy to lick their face. Uh, <laughs> but all of that really took us to that place of how do we relate to other people? And I love, honey, that you've expanded this beyond just the romantic, because so often mm -hmm. that is where we want to put all our energy is like, okay, what do I need to do in order to get the other person to like me? And how do I know that they really like me and this and that? But we're playing this kind of dialogue in our minds all the time, regardless of who the other person is. And one thing, sweetie, that I really want to emphasize that's been so huge for what both of us are going through is that regardless of what's happening in the external, whatever person is on the other side, we continually use these situations to go back within and to look at our own energy and what our energy is revealing about whatever external circumstance that we're witnessing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's just like with everything else and anything else that we've been talking about on this, in, on this podcast, you need to listen to your own thoughts. The, that is the starting point of any 
relationship. Because if you don't realize what your yeah. own thoughts are saying, you can't possibly influence the other person to be the person you want them to be. And you like, we've also said many, many times that you can't change. You cannot change somebody else's energy. It doesn't matter how much you want them to change. Um, but you can influence it, but you cannot influence it in the positive way unless you feel positive about yourself first. Mm -hmm. Then you can um, find that space of um, joy and laughter and influence the other people around you to behave. Even, I mean, I, I don't know if that's a good word. Um, it goes back basically to the dog training. Act, yeah, <laughs> like a dog training. It kind of, yeah, it kind of is like a dog training. <laughs> positive reinforcement, people, positive reinforcement. <laughs> Lots of treats. Yes. <laughs> Like showing showing me your abs. Yeah, that's <laughs> maybe that's a positive re reinforcement to us. <laughs> but <it's> like, <laughs> oh my god! But anyway, you have to start with your own thoughts and listen to them. And what is it that you hear? What are those? thoughts implying what are they telling you mm, i love that honey and you know i am gonna take a big guess for what a, a big chunk of people often will find when they're paying attention to their thoughts is that they are trying to figure out what the other person feels they're yeah. trying to figure out what the other person's motivation is going to be what their next step is going to be they're so focused on the other and all their thoughts is about the other that they, they miss the opportunity to, to go even deeper, which is what are my thoughts revealing about how I'm feeling with this other person, how I'm feeling right now about these thoughts? Because so often the, the rumination that we carry in our brain can become so automatic that we don't realize that what we're doing is putting all our energy into trying to anticipate what's going to happen outside of us. And that that in itself is a form of control. Mm -hmm. Right. And what we miss is just really tending to our hearts um, and really checking in with what our hearts are feeling. Mm -hmm. And often what our hearts are feeling is a need Mm -hmm. need to be understood, need to be loved, need to be cared for, um, need to be appreciated at work. There is that desperation of need mm. in our hearts. And unfortunately, when you are feeling anything less than joy in any kind of situation, you're not going to match that energy. You cannot attract in joy and appreciation and love unless you already feel that and it doesn't it doesn't have to be exactly the situation or the person or you know the um whatever relationship we're talking about it doesn't have to be that exact but you have to feel that for yourself first mm. you need to know that you are worthy you are loved and lovable and you are appreciated mm -hmm. you have to know that because once you know that the need disappears and, but the desire stays. Yeah. There's a difference between desire and need. Mm -hmm. When the desire stays there, 
it opens new doors and you realize that I already am all that that I am desiring. I still can desire this and more and appreciate it rather than being desperate in a desperate need of somebody else understanding you. Mm-hmm. So one way to differentiate the two um, that I think is super helpful is when you notice that you are ruminating about a situation with another person that you're in relation with. And again, um, this is all kinds of relationships. If you are spending time rehashing shit or trying to anticipate what's going to happen next, um, that's or like you're just spending a lot of mental energy there. It's a good sign that your nervous system is not at ease. Mm -hmm. And if your nervous system is not at ease, that will reinforce you staying in that place of trying to get a need met. So what we often do unconsciously is figure out, okay, how is that person going to get my need met? And then what am I going to be doing, saying, withholding, um, not showing in order to receive that need? And we do this all without even fucking saying a word to the other person, which is where a lot of conflict in relationships actually happen. It's around communication. But if you start with yourself, you notice that you're ruminating, you realize that that's a sign that your nervous system is not at ease. You take a minute to do something like the reset remedy to just give your nervous system breathing space. You can then re-enter into that internal dialogue from the place of how do I meet my own need right now? And, and that practice in itself is a big place of discovery because I, and I, honey, I remember when I was in my twenties hearing people say, you have to love yourself first before you can receive mm-hmm. love. Right. And you got to do all that. And I remember being like, it, it almost irked me. And I know now looking back that the reason I couldn't receive that wholeheartedly was because I didn't love myself. I actually hated myself. I was very self-loathing. I thought I was the discard of, of humanity. So it was impossible for me to resonate with a message that was all about love yourself, right? But what did help me over time was understanding the, the practice of really appreciating Gladys. And mm-hmm. that's a good first step is just appreciating yourself. So when you are feeling a need that you're trying to get met outside of yourself, just go within and explore how you can meet that need for yourself. And one thing, sweetie, that you remind me of all the time is be fucking gentle with yourself. Go eat some ice cream, take a nap, watch a favorite like Netflix show, do something that feels good to you. That helps deescalate your nervous system even more. And then you can potentially approach that situation from a lens that is not about needing the other person to do or say something, But rather, I have my need met right now. What do I desire in this connection with this other human being? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's often also we feel like we need some sort of guru or um, expert or master to tell us what we need to do, what feels good to us. but how is anybody else going to know how you feel inside and what feels good to you? It's impossible. So you don't, you don't, and this is not going to be a very popular opinion. You don't need anybody. 
You yeah. don't need anybody. There is nobody who's, who is potentially greater or better than you are because we are all magnificent. We all have that same power within. And if, you know, if, if drinking um, beer makes you feel good, do that. If eating ice cream feels good, do that. It's like there is no right or wrong. You don't have to sit in lotus um, position on top of the mountain for two months to to be enlightened. You don't. You you can watch Netflix shows and feel enlightened. <laughs> Dude, oh my god! Speaking of honey, okay, I just I have to plug this really quickly. Talk about fucking feeling enlightened when I watched um, Nine Perfect Strangers. That series on Hulu totally took me to a whole other fucking level. I mean, it was, yeah. it was transformative. So thank you for saying that, honey, because I think that's my new life goal is I'm going to be enlightened watching Netflix shows. Yes, exactly. You can. You do you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it really gets to, honey, is trusting ourselves. And it goes deeper than trust. I think trust is probably one of the first steps, but it, you're just – you're reminding me that so often we doubt ourselves and we question mm -hmm. ourselves and we actually, in doing that, unplug more and more from ourselves and we then navigate life disconnected from our own source. And we are conditioned to look outside of ourselves for answers. I mean, that is that is part of the societal conditioning and even yep. look at education, right? We look to the teacher to give us the answers. We look to whoever it is, our parents, to tell us what's good, bad, right, wrong. And a lot of it is centered around receiving love. If you do your chores, you will receive a hug and a high five from your parent. And that's a form of love. If you bring home straight A's, you will receive a reward from your dad. That's That was one thing that mm -hmm. I got, right? That's a form of love. If you don't do the things that I'm telling you, you will not get love. And when we get that over and over and over and over and over again, of course we are going to learn to look outside of ourselves to read what people are saying they want from us to then give it to them instead of connecting to ourselves and building that deep relationship within our own selves as to what we need, what we desire, mm -hmm. and how we will fulfill our own needs first. So it's a, it's a huge game changer, and it's not something that happens overnight, but I love the invitation that we're giving everybody right now, which is get curious about what your own process is, and then gently explore how you can start to catch those moments where you are putting all of your power outside of you to somebody else and use that as an invitation to go back and say, okay, if I fully trusted myself and I knew that I was a fucking expert of my own life, what would motivate me? And then, honey, you remind me of this all the time, what would feel good? Mm-hmm. And that's practice over and over and over again, just practicing this new way of living. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's still a practice for me too. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, I, I got a really good dose of my own medicine a few days ago because, um, there's a, there's a friend that I met a couple of years ago, again, a, a friend from very, very long time. And I met them again. And whatever that relationship was it, it there was like things that didn't feel good to me 
there was things that I wanted. There was things that didn't feel good to me. There were things that did feel good to me. And um, glad, <laughs> glad this even reminded me. Oh yeah, you were you were ready to throw this this, this friendship in the in the trash a couple of months ago. Um, <laughs> and then was like, nah, I don't. Yeah, no, that was a little harsh. But <laughs> I because when, they didn't show you their abs, honey, and you didn't get yes, lick exactly. Their face. They didn't show me. <laughs> abs and didn't lick my face but (laughs) I went back and I've also told Gladys about this this little practice that you can go and write down how do you want this relationship um this partnership whatever how do you want it to feel to Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. I wrote down exactly how I want it to feel. I want it to feel natural. I want it to feel fun. I want it to feel expansive. And that, I, and then I got to talk to this person a few days ago and it was exactly that. Aww. Exactly. That it was natural. It was fun. It was expansive. It was just like the best time mm-hmm. for a very long time mm. regarding the, this, this, this friendship. Yeah. I love that, honey. And, you know, having taken that to heart myself, because you, when you shared that ex- um, exercise with me, I was like, okay, that I, it seems easy enough to be able to do that, right? One thing that can happen, and this is part of catching yourself and being really mindful, is that we can start saying, I want to feel this way, but then we put the expectation back on the other person mm-hmm. to make it happen. So if they, they need to do this, they need to do that. And then I will feel that way that I'm writing right down that I want to feel. And this is backwards, you guys. Mm -hmm. This is actually about you feeling that feeling first, really getting and marinating in that space as though it already happened. And then you will see that things outside of you rearrange to align with that feeling that you're already maintaining as your new state. And this is something that I personally comprehend in my brain. But when it comes into actual practice, it, it, it's easier for me to default to, Ula, I need you to read somebody's energy and figure out if what's going on with them. Are they going to show me their abs or not? Yeah. Other people have astrology, right? Other people mm-hmm. look for signs again outside of themselves to let them know. And this is a bottom line. Are they safe? So much of how we show up in relation to another person is really about establishing safety. Because if you don't have that, that baseline there, you cannot then go into more experiences of connection, co-creation, intimacy, love, all the things that we're actually craving if we don't address that first one, personal safety, it, it, we're, we're just, we're, we're missing the boat because again, our nervous systems will stay in that constant state of agitation. Now by safety, you guys, I don't mean physical safety, although that's, I mean, that's kind of a given. What I mean is emotional safety. And also I would say energetic safety, that mm-hmm. there is something about being aware of how you are feeling and whether that feeling actually is reinforcing your own knowing that no matter what, you're good. 
No matter what that other person does or doesn't do or says or doesn't say, it will not shake you out of your knowing that you're good. Mm -hmm. And this is part of how we start to then catch ourselves in real time of that default to constantly look for the other person to do something in order for us to then do something next. And I really love that without us even knowing that that that's what this title is about. If you do this, show me your abs. Mm -hmm. I will then do this. I'll lick your face. If you do this, I will give you love. If you don't do this, I will withhold love. And that's the whole relationship game that we've been taught. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you remind me of another, <clears throat> another, um, relationship, friendship, um, that I have where I, I've worked with this person quite a few times and I keep saying that I will never work with this person again. And then <laughs> I find myself, I keep, I keep going back to places where I work with this person again. And, <laughs> but this uh, I, and I have very recently been working with this person again, but this time it was so different because this person had no effect on me, zero, mm. and it, it it was actually getting annoying to this person that it it, it it's um, this person likes to create chaos around them, and that's one of the reasons why I prefer not to working. <laughs> In the situations or or circumstances where where you have chaos around around you and and me seriously zero response to any of the chaos any of the the pranks because this person likes to prank people um and i'm just completely nothing so you can you can get to that place too where if you have um relationships um in your life that you prefer not to have them but they keep showing up for whatever reason you can get energetically to that safe space where it is nothing it is not moving you one way or another you are so steady in your own energetic space that you're good you Mm. are good Mm -hmm. and and once you get there um i'll add another example that that i um I experienced recently was um, I was working in in our trailer and um, I heard that things are very tense on set and I knew I had to go on set mm-hmm. shortly. But what I decided in my very secure energy that I'm not okay with tense. I prefer fun. I prefer easy. Stupid, easy, fun. That's mm-hmm. that's the whole point. That's why we live. And I'm like, okay, I, you know, tense just doesn't work for me. As soon as I walk in on set, people started laughing. They started joking around. I, I influenced the entire crew by being me, by being mm-hmm. secure in me and being secure in my own energy and knowing like, fuck, yeah, I can do this. Totally. Mm, I love that, honey. And you know, well, you also made a decision, whether you were conscious of it or not, to, I don't know if that that person was was part of the set, the one that likes to like stir shit up and, and prank people. But 
it you weren't hung up in what that person had done to you previously <laughs> to then determine what you wanted to see happen next for yourself. And this is something that we often can get into is holding grudges or yeah. trying to correct a wrong from the past or I can't be too um, exposing of my feelings or vulnerable because in the past I've gotten burned or, you know, like that, all of these narratives play out. And instead you, you didn't entertain any of that to calculate how you were going to show up. It was as simple mm -hmm. as I don't fucking do tense. I'm not doing tense. I'm going on and I'm going to make this stupid, easy fun because I want to enjoy the rest of my day. And, and then everybody followed suit. Mm -hmm. So this is another area where we get to really notice uh, how much uh, mental gymnastics we're playing when it comes to the way that we relate to others and how all of that is really exhausting ourselves at yes. the end of the day. It's only, yes. it's only getting in our own way of our own mm -hmm. joy. Yeah, it, it really is exhausting when you have all these conversations going on in your head with different people that are not even around you. <laughs> I know. And, you know, they all, they all really just point back to us not trusting ourselves, not believing yeah. in ourselves, not loving ourselves enough. Um, and if you can accept that, then you can go into other areas of fuller, fully understanding what your needs are that you can get met within yourself. You are your own generator of energy And then you get to the desire part. So I want to spend a little bit of time on this, honey, because this is also super juicy. Mm -hmm. Show me your abs and I'll lick your face. Um, that actually came from a conversation that Ula and I were having where I have been marinating in this space of desire, um, but also kind of getting into that place of like, okay, but how do I know if the desire is being reciprocated and all my mental dialogue went on, but there's something really beautiful that when you are grounded within your own self and you're not putting expectations on the other person or needing them to show up a certain way in order for you to then feel okay to express yourself authentically, you then get to really be in that place of enjoying your desire for the sake of the desire being there. And, and this is something that I think is so beautiful that we can not, we can have desires that are free of expectations and free of needs and free of control. Mm -hmm. The desire can be there simply because it makes you feel good. And mm -hmm. when you start to marinate in that feel goodness, which is something that I've been practicing, like it's okay for me to desire and it's okay for me to feel all the feelings of a desire being the desire. And I rein back that tendency to be like, oh yeah, but what if the other person does this? Or what does this mean? Or what does that mean? All of a sudden I feel more confident within me because I feel, and this JLo has come up so much for me. I feel yeah. like a JLo, you know, like I get to be the fucking queen and I get to bask in my desires and that helps me feel more empowered within my own self and freer to then be able to, to allow the unfolding to happen without feeling like I need to control it so much. Yeah. And, and I love that you brought up JLo because we also been <clears throat> talking about you, me, anybody, anybody, this can really be any person out there in the world 
you are the prize. Mm-hmm. Once you know in your heart how incredibly loved you are just by being, just by existing, you also learn that you are the fucking prize. Totally. And and then you start acting like it. Mm-hmm. And when you start act, acting like you are the prize, you feel lighter, you feel happier, you feel better, and you keep attracting more and more of those pieces that are match your desire. Yeah. Mm. I love that, honey. I remember the first time somebody said that to me, that you are the prize. This was several years ago, and it was like a gift that I had received. Mm-hmm. And then you've said it to me, right? And and recently I was saying it to somebody else. It's it's such a beautiful, simple reminder that has so much significance because often in our lives we have been taught or shown or told that we're not the prize, that we're mm-hmm. not that special. We we grow up in comparison worlds and all of that stuff can erode that that pure, almost innocent um, knowing that we are fucking magic that comes when we are children uh, in our purest forms. Children are so fucking confident. Children believe that they can fly. Children believe that they can create mm-hmm. magic. Children believe that they can be princesses and queens and whatever they want. They They don't let anything get in their way until we start to get in their way as adults. And all of that conditioning can become blockages to us receiving, 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 receiving the love that is always around us. And most importantly, the love that we can generate for our own selves. Yeah. And it's all all that is available to all of us, the love, the appreciation, um, fame, if that's something that you're, you're looking for, um, all, all of that is available, but it has to come from within. Hmm. So with that, but, go show yourself your own abs. Look your own face. Yes. <laughs> we want videos of that, please. <laughs> Maybe we'll make this one of our exercises at our retreat. Yes. <laughs> Friendly reminder, you guys, Ula and I and our fabulous friend, Eka Topinen, did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, are going to be co-hosting a fabulous retreat here in Baja, California, December 11th through the 15th. And we will put the link in the show notes for you guys to learn more about it. But this is part of the magic that we're going to be talking about here. So we would love to have you play with us. Come show us your abs and we'll lick your face. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.